for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Black Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Black Chat. Yeah, good. That was, was great. It's been a while. Strong. It was healthy. It's been a while. It was Wonderful. healthy. Strong yeah. and healthy. Organic. Organic. Gluten free. Gluten free. No yellow milk. number five. No, no yellow number five. Welcome to Blab Chat. This is an all music production podcast. Uh, the first thing you guys will notice is we're at our new digs here. Yes, fancy. Shout to Cast Sound Lab. Mm-hmm. Shout to Preach, uh, Preach for the for the you know the Preach. upgrade here. Got Josh with three cameras. We got, we got Josh point to the, over there the wall. We got some ship lap. There you go. Okay. This is shiplap. That's new. I don't know if that's shiplap, but I like saying that word, shiplap. <laughs> and I watch a lot of HGTV, so it's looking official in here. Uh, so we're good. Um, welcome to episode, what? 73. 73. Yes, it's been sir. a few weeks. It's been almost a month, but we're happy to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, again, so much going on. So much going so on. Much. We're just going to jump right in. Um, another major change here that I'm super stoked about. Not only are we in our new place, but... Um, we're joined by a very, very, very special guest, and usually we bring the special guests in, uh, you know, a little bit later in the show. But we wanted to bring you in now because there's so much to talk about. We haven't been mm. back in a while, so um, I want to give a warm, warm welcome, round of applause to um, this legendary producer, DJ. I mean, he does everything. I was. I, we're gonna get into it, but um, I grew up listening to a lot of your music, mm. and, and you're very, very influential wow. in um, a lot of what I do, but a lot of what a lot of people do. And uh, so I know real heads know. Let's give a warm round of applause to uh, Prince Paul, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned that from the, from the Drake joint. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Can we, uh, print, uh, print, can we turn uh, Paul's mic yeah, up a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so welcome to the show, man. Man, thanks for uh, having me here. And I, I apologize. I should have been here a while ago. Nah. Oh, All no, good. It was actually our fault. We were we were supposed to have you, what, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right, at? And we had to keep rescheduling because the schedules have been all messed up, and you know, so I think that there's some about the universe is like uh, fucking everything. You know up, what? I think I think it actually worked out perfect because one, we're doing our first episode with him in the new spot. Exactly. You know, it took. I mean, uh, Paul, how many emails did we do? Like 25 emails back and forth. I don't know. It was, but it we worked it out. Bit. We worked yeah. it out, and we're yeah. here. So it's it's. I'm very excited. Man. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. So um, welcome to the show, Lab yeah. Chat. Thanks for this having is our me. Our podcast, our little podcast we have here. Um, 
you know, so I just want to jump right in. So, you know, a lot of our, our listeners and our watchers are music producers. Um, they're mostly creatives. So it's producers, it's engineers, it's, um, you know, even rappers, too, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Even though I hate on them <laughs> all the time. Struggle rappers. But um, oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> for the people that that don't know who, or who aren't familiar with with you, um, and I hate to put you on the spot like this, but um. You know, why don't you give them a little kind of introduction on, of like what you do, you know, who you are, what you've done. You've done so much. So I know this might be a little uncomfortable, but let them know. Let them know who, who Prince Paul is, man. Yeah, it might be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me break this down. <laughs> break it down. It, it's uh, um, in the 80s. I was in a group called Stetsasonic. I was a DJ and produced. I produced a group called De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising, De La Soul's Dead and Balloon Mind State. Wait, uh, hold, hold on one sec. A group called De La Soul. If you don't know <laughs> right. De La Soul, like, right. like well, that please cool. log off and <laughs> right. unsubscribe to go. us. Right. Right. I'm just kidding. Don't unsubscribe. Hey, yeah, but I go, don't know, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, we have I, some, some youngins here. So. I never assume. That's when you yeah. get your feelings yeah. hurt. Like, totally. don't you know who I am? They go, <laughs> 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 yeah. That's very fair. So, yeah. yep, De La Soul. Uh, De La Soul. I'll, tr- I'll hit all the... the Probably the bigger strides. Uh, De La Soul, Grave Diggers, yep. with uh, RZA and Recipes Poetic and Fuquan. Um, Handsome Boy Modeling School, um, Prince Among Thieves, Psychoanalysis. Uh, you know, I was on a bunch of VH1 shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, say like I'm all I'm all, I'm all over the place. Um, Big Daddy Kane, Queen Latifah, Slick Rick. Wow. Um, Boogie Down Productions. Um, I produced um, Vernon Reed, Bernie Worrell. A lot of people. I, you know, I, I I might be like one of the few producers who like if you think of the records like Handsome Boy and all the little uh, records that have features. I probably produced like the most amount of people I could think of. Yeah. Like you know, because there's you know there's records I did where there's like Pharrell on it. There's records that you do with you know. Uh, Nona Hendrix. So there's a bunch mm-hmm. of people I've worked with in, in my in my journey, right. but you know. So you've been you've been a big collaborator. I mean you've yeah. collaborated with a lot of people. The the question I've been dying to ask you, what was it like working with Dan the Automator? <laughs> so, you know, he, he's he's first of all, let me just say my piece. When I was I think I was in middle school, I was just I was a kid and uh I listened to Handsome Boy Modeling School. I listened to Dan the Automator. All this Wait, stuff. Wait, you, you was a kid when Handsome Boy came out? Uh, yeah, I was probably oh, freshman oh in high school or Man. something like that. Or Ooh. so I um or no, I was in middle school. So I'm listening to Dan the Automator. I'm like, who is this guy? He looks Asian. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's using all these beat machines. So I did my research and I just like I remember just like digging into his catalog. Um, so what was that experience like working with him? Because to me, he's a really, he's a real mad scientist when it comes to making beats. Too, oh no, so. Dan, Dan is dope, man. Like he's really smart and he's goofy. So that, right. that makes the process of making music really easy. Cause we just sit down and just laugh most of the time. And, and, uh, it, it, just it, working with Dan is, is very relaxed. Like he's really smart. Like he, like he'll know the machines and he'll know how to break things down. But he, he records in such a relaxed way. So to give you an example, when we did the first Handsome Boy record, we had two NPCs in his living room. Wow. And we're kind of just looking at each other with the TV on. Wow. <laughs> just, like, wow. just like banging around between. What do you think it is? Is this handsome? Yeah, it's very handsome. Could you wear this to it? Yeah, I could wear that to it. <laughs> and we're just going back. You know, and it's, it's very yeah. relaxed. But, you know, when we get down to the technical part of getting things done, like he's... 
He's a uh, like a equipment geek, man. Like yeah. you going into a spot, he has like every possible piece of uh, vintage equipment that you could think of. Yeah, you know? I remember reading um, an interview. Uh, I think it was like an interview in like Mass Appeal or something, and it was like kind of breaking down his gear. And he's got all the old beat machines. Oh. I just thought that was great because back then, like uh, when I was doing my research on beat machines and stuff, like I found out that that stuff was like really expensive back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, yeah, you know? man. A lot, lot of drum machines. I mean, that's one thing that, that I have. I, I have a big collection of uh, vintage drum machines, you know, because I haven't just sold all the stuff that I had. But um, Dan has stuff that's just like... Uh, Super I mean, rare. It's, it's not just the drum machines, it's the keyboard, it's, it's the outboard equipment, and it's like he's... He's crazy with it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Wow. So what's your what's your um like go to piece of gear currently? Go to piece of gear. Yeah. Jesus. Are you um, still on the hardware? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um I'm still ASR Pro Tools. Like yesterday mm-hmm. I was programming the speed on um on an MPC nice. five thousand. Um but yeah, I, I just like the the feel of, of programming. But you know what's crazy is is you'll sit and you'll program things and then you'll go over to your boy's house and he goes, hey, look at this. Goes, chick, 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 chick. And everything <laughs> chops up real quick. Yeah. And you go, man. Yeah. That would have took me about like, you know, 30 minutes. 30 minutes yeah. on ASR 10. Yeah, man. So, you know, I try to combine a little bit of both, you know, right. uh, some of the old stuff with the, with the newer stuff. You know, I have Ableton. I, you know, I still have, like I said, the Pro Tools and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Have you made beats in Pro Tools? Yes. Yeah. What's your? What do you like it? Do you not like it? Like? Oh no, I I I love it. it I mean, it, you know. Yes. I, I'll, I'll give. I'll I give thought you. I was the only one. People make fun of me for making beats in Pro Tools. No, no, no. I mean, that's one thing I'll credit Dan, the automator. Like, I knew how to work Pro Tools, but he took like like the learning to another level. Oh, you can do this and do that, and da, da, da. I'm like, wow. So wow. that that enabled me to use Pro Tools a little more than I had before. I was just using it for sequencing before, right. you know. So yeah, it's easy to sequence records, but right. you know, he was taking stuff, shifting and chopping and moving, and you know, so right. it, amazing, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I, I like the Pro Tools 12. Um, just the new version, it just makes it a lot easier to sequence and chop stuff. So. Uh, well, you guys. So we're all producers. They produce. Um, Atlas. I, I'm going to call you a producer though, because you fu- you fucked with FL Studio for a little bit. So you're a producer. Yeah, I too. mean, I, I did FL. <laughs> so I have Logic. You know, I had the machine. Remember the gold machine I was yeah, using the gold for a machine. while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, dibble yeah. and dabbling and, and producing. Yeah. Um, obviously, like songwriting and um, you know managing and management is more my thing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But yeah, Mundo Beats, baby. Mundo Beats. Mundo That's right. Beats. So That's a big <laughs> exactly. So perfection uses logic. Yeah. And glam uses reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, my son uses reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How old's your son? He's 26. Mm-hmm. So he's knee deep in the production thing right now. Yeah, he's more DJing now. He's uh he DJs for Little Uzi Vert. So oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's out traveling and stuff. So he's, nice. He's, that's where his. Um, so buddy's I mean, at. that's so that's so crazy. So your son. Uh, first of all, I think that's I, I love seeing um, the father son connection, like having the similarity and. Oh, I careers. tried to talk him out of it. Really? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had. A, it's funny. I had. Um. I was on text message with Royce the Five Nine recently, and um, I did this event in Detroit a couple weeks ago, and um, I I was watching. I was watching his Breakfast Club interview and Royce was saying that his son made beats and his son, I think his son is like uh, 17. And um, so I was already scheduled to go to Detroit. I'm, I'm kind of on tour doing these like small producer get togethers where 
I go to a city and I choose a studio and then I invite a small handful of upcoming producers to come and hang out and play music and oh, stuff. Nice. So I'm going to Detroit. So I hit Royce and I'm like, dude, I'll be in Detroit in a couple of weeks. Um, if your son is like interested in coming, I'd love to meet him. You know, um, I didn't know he produced music. So, uh, I, you know, on the Breakfast Cup interview, he was kind of saying the same thing, how like he tried to talk his son like out of it, <laughs> whatever. So like you were so with your son, you know, obviously he's producing music now. Um, how did that whole father son connection come about in terms of like music? Was he just around like you and Dan with oh, the NPCs man. and then he he became like passionate about it? Like I'll, get, I'll give you an example of how my son has been like around this from the beginning. I remember we was doing it might have been uh, De La Soul is Dead or Balloon Mind State. One of those. Wow. Probably Balloon Mind State. Yeah. And I remember uh, having him in one arm as a baby programming the S900. Wow. And De La going, you know, you could put him up. It's like, nah, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. and so that's been him from the gate. Like, he's been to all the events that I, I could possibly take him to. Wow. I, I've, you know... Wherever I was at, he was at all the studios with the grave diggers, with this, with that, you know. So he's seen he's seen it from the beginning, and his his knowledge of just music, or especially hip hop music in general, is far beyond whatever his age is. Like yeah. he just knows a lot of stuff. Um, Mainly because he was around you guys most of the time, yeah. where he like kind of got, yeah. you know, because like a lot of that generation today gets criticized for not knowing yeah, the history for of, not knowing yeah you know yeah. rap and hip-hop yeah. and you know everything that comes with yeah. that and then also too like you know i personally love uzi vert's music right so I, i've produced for him as well and but when you think of like the uzi vert brand and then you see okay uzi vert's dj you don't you immediately assume mm -hmm. that that DJ <laughs> yeah. like doesn't know their, right. what isn't with right. the hip hop shit, yeah. so whatever, yeah. whatever that means. Or right? it's just, people, yeah. or it's just people assume on like on the that current type. sound. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So how how has that experience been like with him? You know, DJing for Uzi and kind of being you know your son and having all this knowledge, but then really being in that world as well. Like how do, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I think for him it. it it's good that he's got uh, someone to talk to, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, because there's definitely some obstacles and stuff that he wasn't prepared for, especially traveling, right. um, you know, just the long hours, you know, because you look on TV, it's like, yo, champagne studio, yeah. ah, I got off the, <laughs> got off the jet, yeah. you know, everybody's yeah. chilling, they're all looking all fresh, he's like, man, dad, I'm tired, yeah. I'm beat, yeah. da da da, no so, sleep. yeah, no sleep, it's like, yo, you know, you gotta eat right, you, gotta, you know, certain things, make sure you rest, and it's mm -hmm. not all about partying, but, yeah. right. He's um, yeah. He, he's been handling pretty pretty well. I, I think the thing that he's really starting to learn is working with with artists because yeah. you know, as being a producer, it's really like uh, babysitting slash therapist mm -hmm. slash you yeah. know, any type of. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a lot of egos to handle. So you know, he's learning that part of it as well. You know, just yeah. the, all the different people on the road. Right. And how to you know talk to them and, and deal with them. Right. Uh, when was when was the moment? Or like how around what age was he? When you know you were like, all right, he's got that music bug. Like you seen him, maybe he was like trying to program something or tapping on drums or something. Like when was it for you? Well, see, my my son is, is he'd probably kill me for saying this, but. I gave him a, a set of turntables. He had a pair of 1200s in his room. Them wow. joints was dusty all through <laughs> junior high, uh, all through high school. Him. But this is what did it. 
like the kids, like his friends would come over the house and see the turntables. Like, yo, man, yo, P, yeah, you DJ and da da da. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Didn't know how to do <laughs> anything. Like, right. So, so he kind of it was kind of like a fake it till you make it. So right. he had this situation where he had the DJ one time and he wasn't really that good, but he kind of crash coursed it. And his first real gig DJing, um, he opened up for the genius. Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> and he killed it, wow. which kind of got me mad because I was like, yo, you got to pay your dues. And I'm from yeah. that school. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, you got to do this. His first time out. Ah, I'm like, crazy. Really? <laughs> he just skipped no, all the steps. No, no introduction. Like, yeah, it's Prince Paul's son. So he didn't, you know, he didn't get that part of it. He just yeah. actually did really well. So wow. he just picked up on it and figured it out. And from this point on, he's just been doing well. So it, wow. it, it baffles me. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I'm, I'm from the school. Like I said, you just. You work, you carry the crates. Carry, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, back in my days, it's carry equipment, crates, yeah. this, mm -hmm. DJ, da, 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 da. people call you sucker DJ, and then yeah. eventually you get to the point where everybody goes, oh man, you know, you're not bad. You made yeah. it. So, how long before, between you giving him those turntables to when he actually started touching them, was that? Let me see. He probably had them like, let's say, eighth grade, and then. 12th grade. Wow. <laughs> 12th so grade. He was just collecting dust for like four oh, years. <laughs> so he had to do high school, about. like, let me do the high school thing. And then senior year, just like, fuck it, I'm going to jump on these tables. Yeah, because they, they tested him. It's like, yeah, P, why don't you yeah. do the party? Yeah. Uh, okay. But, but remember, in high school, I'm sure this is true for all generations. If you're a DJ in high school, you're the man. Yeah. Like, pretty much for the most part, right? Like, or if you I, guys, I, I always thought so. Or if you play in it, but you're like the guy, right, oh, right. he's so DJ, cool, he's the music, DJing yeah. the prom, mm -hmm. he's the, the cool prom, kid, right. like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I always felt that way, but then yeah. my home, one of my homies was the DJ, and uh, he was from New York, I had moved out to Pennsylvania, but he he was from New York, and he DJed the parties, and I was like, so jealous of him, I was like, because yeah. to me, he was DJing the parties, he was in the music business, even though yeah. he wasn't, <laughs> but because he was the DJ, to me, it was like, wow, this yeah. guy's the man, you know? Yeah. And like, did, did you tell him that? Yo, you the man. No, I didn't tell him that. <laughs> I didn't tell him man. that. Actually, at the, time, at the time, I'd be like, yo, play some beats so we could freestyle over them. Because we yeah, were like yeah. singing and rapping and freestyling over all the beats. And we would have like, uh, during like the high school, uh, you know, proms or whatever, we would start like ciphers. Yeah. And the teachers would let us. They didn't really care. You know, yeah. we would just. And then, funny enough, I had, um, I ended up moving back to, 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 I moved to Harlem and I'm in Harlem and I'm standing at the store. And I see these three guys looking at me. I'm like, yo, it's about to go down. I'm about to fight these guys just by the way they were looking at me. And the one kid keeps looking at me. He's like, yo, you you, you look just like my friend. And I was like, okay. He's like, is your name Atlas? I was like, nah. <laughs> no. I was like, nah, no, I don't not. know who you are. And I went to walk away. And he was like, no, no, no. He was like, yo, it's me. And he said his name. And I was like, oh, shit. And like, so he ended up moving from Pennsylvania to wow. Harlem. We didn't even know. Started connecting, and he's still wow. he's still DJing to this day. Is, wow. is he still the man? Not not <laughs> as much. You know you know how nah, that is in high school. He fell off. He fell off a little bit. He fell off. I hope cool. he's not sit, listening to this <laughs> right. podcast. Yeah. 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 He's no call you after. Yeah. No offense to the cool kids in my high school, but yeah. you guys know I wasn't the coolest kid. I played my, drums. Sorry, I played. Yeah. I was in a senior band in yeah. my in eighth grade. But then I actually, my elective was funny. My mom always supported me the same way. She bought me some drums, like congas, but right. like I didn't touch them for a minute. See, but, but it's different for you because why? Oh, because female. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 what? not oh. at all. Why? Um, because 
your mom your mom is like such a yeah, music that's why legendary. We're yeah, the same similar. age. Oh, see, there you go. My mom Her, went on tour with everyone. Same music. Like yeah. I, I know a lot of music that I'm not supposed to know either. But like, yeah. even with that, like playing drums in school and like cultivating that in school, like kind of spelled, it, it kind of spilled out during high school, and that's when I was like. Okay, I think I want to do this. See, exactly. but see, but drums is a cool instrument. It's not it's like awesome. it's the Glockenspiel or yeah. something. No, yeah, like, I had to rock the fuck out of that Glockenspiel. Yeah, your, your cool level might have dipped a bit. Funny enough, the Glockenspiel is actually a very cool instrument to use now. I don't even know what that is. It's what just is a little really funny word. Thing. I played the yeah. trumpet in high school. Hey, trumpet? That, was that takes a lot of breath. It takes a lot of breath. Yeah. How, how are you? How is it hitting that? How is it hitting those notes? Yeah, that's bad. That's crazy, Paul. So when in in your um like beginning stages of making music were you um were you into like the the instruments and stuff or were you more like digging or did you do both oh like, no it was all it was all records records yeah it, it was uh when when i started making beats it was literally just beats you know what i'm saying it was just a drum machine boom, boom. If, yeah if you listen to early 80s hip-hop i mean talking about after sugar hill mm-hmm. you know what i'm yeah. saying it's just all oh, yeah. drum machines, just mm-hmm. D, you know. Yeah. Everybody had a DX, uh, a, an 808, 909 right. came out just a little later. Yeah, that um, legendary. SB12, when yeah. you started like sampling the, the drums a bit. Wow. But before then, it was just straight up hardcore, just very boring drum machines. Let's still yeah, records boring. now. Like, I, you know, my son listened to him just like he'll fall asleep. My daughter right. listened to him like, oh God, really? <laughs> that was like amazing the, I like shit the back simplicity. then. <laughs> Yeah, the, of the production back then exactly like, oh, so wow. let, let's talk about production like back then compared to now so it, it's interesting because you know I think with hip hop namely you know with hip hop production being a hip hop producer right you know you it's kind of this thing where you have this beat machine and you're sampling records and kind of that's how how it kind of started um, and I think producing nowadays is very similar still where we're we're kind of like in our own shell a little bit right instead of an mpc it's a laptop and we have our headphones and we're alone and we're clicking in and we're making beats and stuff so what's your um what's your take on kind of like the the climate of music production right now do you think the quality is better do you think it's worse do you think it's very similar um just in terms of like the fact that we have so much technology now where anyone can do it as opposed to back then do you think that's hindering the quality uh it, it's kind of a weird love-hate thing because i think a lot of obviously like sound quality is way better first mm-hmm. of all um and there's a lot of cool things and, and and the way people produce is a little more advanced but then it's like to me it's almost like add water because there's so many programs that goes you know, even a baby could do it. Ding, right. da, 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 da. you know. <laughs> yeah. So it, it 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 really questions one's talent. It's when people can take that bit of of um, technology and do something. I'm go, yo, how and what and how did you do that? But a, a lot of songs, if I could listen to to it and just break it down, I get bored. I'm like, oh, yeah. they did this, this, that, 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 that stock sound, this, that, 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 that. that's just it. You know, that yeah. bores me. If yeah. I could sit down, it's, it's almost like watching a movie, you know how it ends. Oh, they blow up and die. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying? yeah. it just takes, you know, maybe that's just being a producer, that's the way I look at things. But, you know, that's the, the sad part for me. It's like, to me, it's just add water beats, you know, add all fast beats. food. Yeah. Ah, it sounds great, don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's like, even a caveman could do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, say that. So. Are there um are there any new producers that you're really digging right now? New producers. Yep. I don't know anybody by name. 
Does so what your about son like try to convince you? Yeah, like to do what? To like listen to certain artists or yeah, producers. He, or? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really like send me stuff by producers. It's just by songs. Songs. Yeah, you know, because you know, even though I, you know, I've been DJing since I was ten. So that so. What I try to do, even if I'm not that crazy about the music, I at least try to understand it and try to, you know, and I still play. I play a lot. Of, like, I just spun for Burton last week, the snowboarding mm-hmm. company, and I played a lot of stuff that I don't listen to at home. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Right. What were, so, what were some of the stuff you were playing, like songs? Oh, man. Um, man, I wish I had my... I, I, okay, just by default, Cardi B. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. just um, name name some names, and I and I, I can't think of off the top of my uh, head. Migos, keep going. Yep, uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Cardi, yeah, Two Chains, Autumn, not Two Chains, Little Baby, uh, Jeezy, Takashi Six Nine, Takashi Six Nine, yep, played Gummo, yeah, Gummo, yep. I think he has a new one out now. He does. He just put a new one out. Tati, Tati, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I like it. Shout to Boy Wonder. Oh, is that Boy Wonder? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I'm sorry, it gets me hype. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hype. really hype. Yeah. That's it, I think yeah. that's the one thing um, that that kind of is, uh, that's the thing with hip hop right now. It's just energy. energy. Right? And energy yeah. and It's not balance. what you're saying at yeah. all. And then the thing is, though, it's, you know, I, I agree with that statement. Like, you know, the, the simplicity of a lot of music nowadays and production just makes it kind of watered down or like uninteresting. But does it make it any less of music? No, I'm, I'm not one to criticize. Like, you know, people, uh, especially musicians, you know, and whenever I came in, they was dissing sampling and everything yeah. I right. did and DJing. And, and, and so, you know, people don't realize, and it kind of gets glossed over, is in the early 80s to late 80s, we had the fight over that hip hop is a fad and it's not going to last. And, yeah. and it, got, it got no respect. Where right. now you turn on every commercial, everything, everything it has mm-hmm. a beat to it, everything's yep. hip hop yeah. influenced. Mm-hmm. But when I came up, it was like, it's almost like the civil rights movement. Right. You said, yeah, hip hop. Like, what? Oh my God, that's <laughs> yeah. not music. If you weren't a, uh, a kid, everybody dissed you. Every musician, every parent, every, you know, it, yeah. it just just got like just totally trash. So it was, it was. It was tough back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. I said, people don't talk about because we kind of got past it. But you know, it was a, a it was a struggle for for that for that time. Yeah, I mean, because hip hop is like you said, it's part of pop culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have like the biggest pop stars right now that are you know pretty much dipping into hip hop uh, culture, right? And even I mean, like it's pop, everywhere. and even pop publications, like yeah. you see on social media, you know, their headlines are like the latest beat. The latest this. They like, they hmm. even if you watch the shows now they have like drop the mic. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Which is which I is, actually like drop the mic. No, it's yeah. hilarious. Oh, I saw uh, Way, uh Marlon Wayans against uh Jay Farrell. Right. It was amazing. Oh, that got personal. Yeah. Oh, oh, it did. Where, it what channel did. is that? I don't know. It's like five or seven or nine. Okay. One of those channels. But it's, it's very scripted. It but, is. Yeah. But it's it's, it's you know you know you know what I thought was interesting though. What a rip off of Wildin' Out that was. Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out. Because Nick mm-hmm. Cannon was the first yeah. one to do the rap battle stuff on TV, like, right. you know, that kind of way. Yeah, you know comedy, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then whoever came up with that show literally was just like, okay, thank you. Let's just do our version. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to pit these people in it instead. Yeah, but he's you know? not mad. He's still got Oh, he's, his man, yeah. he's, he's, he's doing just Nick fine. Cannon, yeah. You know, fine. but that's what people do. They see an idea mm-hmm. and they say, oh, wow. I that can looks do that. great. I'm mm-hmm. gonna do, do it this that way too. But I'm gonna, you know what Recreate I mean? Recreate the 
Yeah, it's I'm not gonna name any names. It's confirmation but. too. Yeah, like, um, okay. Paul. Paul, I had a question for you because you know I DJ and producing, and um, I want to just talk about the Grave Diggers real quick. Woo! Right? There we go. I'm a huge classic, fan, classic, huge, classic. huge fan of Grave Diggers. Thank you. Um, and I, I really, I really love what you did on there. But what interests me about about that whole thing is like you coming from DJ producer, and then now you're putting groups together right right and like so how did that transition did you just see these guys and they're like yo super talented did rizza hit you when you like how did that how did you make that transition it's just one of those things where it, i was coming up off of having a record label with russell simmons mm -hmm. it was called doodoo man records and and that didn't work out well and all I remember was everything was just going bad at the time. Like the label didn't work out. You know, a whole lot of new producers was coming out. It's funny I say new. Now they're mm -hmm. probably old school, you guys. Like mm -hmm. Pete Rock and Large Professor and all these oh, people. Man. So I was kind of losing losing ground. I'm like, man, I spent all this time working on this label for a record that never came out. Everybody's coming out. So in a depressed state, I'm like listening to people who I worked with before. Like I knew RZA when he was Prince Rakim. Wow. Before, ooh, wow. we love you, Rakim, and all. I, I've known him uh, through his manager's guy named Mel Kwan. It's like 89, maybe? Mm -hmm. wow. um, poetic, he's from Long Island. He was signed to Tommy Boy at one point. As you know, Fu Kwan mm -hmm. was in my group, Stets Sonic. So it was just being depressed, going, man, everybody thinks I'm whack. I, I, I lost my place. You know, when you're an artist, you're usually the hardest on yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I just I was just like listening to the voices. Like I had cassettes playing. I was like, "Yo, it'd be ill if I put this group together of guys that uh, who feel like I feel, who feel like they lost their place." Now, mind you, uh, RZA, well, back then, Rakim, mm -hmm. um, just did "Ooh, We Love You, Rakim," and people were hating on him for that. Oh yeah, that's a top hat in this video, and <laughs> da da da. And, and he had some problems with the law and stuff, and so you didn't hear from him for a while. But to me, he was still my, one of my favorite MCs because I, I I remember him like said we we've had demos like Wednesdays I should put them out on SoundCloud wow. like demos that we made. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Poetic was part of a group called the Brothers Grimm, which was him and his brother, um, and I was gonna sign him to my label, but mm. the label didn't didn't last. And then Fruquant um, had a discrepancy with Stetsasonic, and that didn't work out. So I was like, if I put the energy of everybody feeling like they got dissed. I'm gonna get a bunch of just like angry guys, put them together, and see what happens. Who's talented? Wow. And they came by the house, we, you know, um, and I introduced them to each other. They got along, and we made our first demo that 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 first day. Actually, I put it wow. on my SoundCloud. Wow. Um, and it's, it's funny because during that time, I remember Riz used to come by the house. I had a condo out in Long Island at the time, and he would bring uh, like Genius and Old Dirty and all those guys and. They were just kind of like hanging out, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Before, this was before the fame, right? You, you know, yeah. and, and protect your neck and all that mm -hmm. other stuff. So it was just, it's just kind of weird because I remember um, Old Dirty came up to me. He's like, yeah, me and uh, me and Genius, you know, my cousin, we're gonna we think about putting this group together, just us two. You know, you wanna, uh, you wanna if you wanna do some some music for it? It's like, nah, man, I'm doing this grave digger thing right now, man. I can't really. <laughs> in hindsight, you know, right, <laughs> you know right. And as I told Riz, it's like, man, I should have invested some money into Wu Tang. You know, I, I was there to see the whole thing happen, mm -hmm. but I was just so focused on doing the grave diggers. And to go back to to your question, is yeah, it was just a. Uh, 
it's hearing voices and putting things together and like I think they'll work well together but I knew the energy if I if it's, it's to me it's like basketball you know it's if everybody's on the same page and they have the same goal in mind and there's no superstar and you're better than this person and you work together you win mm-hmm. yeah. you know mm-hmm. saying it's the sacrifice it's it's the Detroit Pistons when they won the the championship there's mm-hmm. no stars so I knew if I put the right energies and we have the same type of energy together that yeah we're gonna show them we're gonna show them something good was going to happen out of that. And that's what the Gravediggers was. See, that's amazing because that is the, what you just said just now is the definition of what a producer is. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's beat makers who are very technically advanced in making beats, but to have that kind of vision and to have that, you know, follow your instinct and and just instinctually know to put people together to form a group and know it's a good idea and people are getting along, I mean, I, to me, that's the def, that's part of the definition of a music oh, producer. Without, and like LeBron would be, you know, that would be the goal, I feel like, for a music producer is mm-hmm. to sort of mold yourself in the way that LeBron approaches basketball, where it's like, okay, I'm in, I'm in this room, I'm in this studio, I'm collaborating with these people. How can I be a team player? But you don't get rid of Kyrie Irving. That's, you don't have <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You, you keep him. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, that story, hold on. We are not worthy for that story because that was fucking legendary. <laughs> ODB hanging out at the crib. Oh no! It, it, yo, I it, mean, what? It's funny. A lot of those guys were at the house. Like, who, and I remember they rolled in the MPV. You know, they all wow. like yeah. piled in. Was ODB was ODB like the same? Like, just nah, he was he was just very nice guy. He was a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he wasn't. Man, he man. wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, well, that that was in those days. That now we're talking about we did the Gravedigger start recording like in 90, 91. Uh-huh. It was early on. Right. And, you know, as time got on, he's got a little more rambunctious. <laughs> but he's always been a nice guy. Like, yeah. it's, it's funny when when you see him, like, ah, but he was, yo, me, me and him hung out a few times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, we were, it's funny, as different as we are is as cool as we were. You That's know what amazing. I'm saying? And so he's, uh, you know, God rest his soul. He was yeah. just like a cool guy, man. Yeah. He just had his turn up moment. What was yeah. one of the craziest <laughs> things that you can speak on that you've witnessed or experienced? Yeah. Craziest that experience. Because, like, the music industry, you know, you see and hear a lot. So, in that time, how were things like in the studio? Or? Yeah, I would even, yeah, for any time, I would say, right? Like, yeah. what's your craziest experience? You're talking about as far as like, Wild things that happen, or just how was it recording the, the atmosphere? I say any wild things, any of it. Yeah. I'm just I'm specific. like the wildest thing. Like <laughs> holy shit, I can't believe thing? I'm in this room right now. Whether this it was like happening. a collaborative thing, or like somebody came in there and like threw a drink, like something I don't know, <laughs> yeah. like something. <laughs> somebody broke some equipment. Yo, you know what's crazy? <laughs> oh, I remember one time we were working at a place called Firehouse Studios, and uh, in the and it was Grave Diggers, and I think Wu Tang was recording around the same time. Um, and one of, uh, I know who took it, but I'm not going to say. Mm. Somebody stole an SB12 out, of oh, <laughs> out the studio? Yeah. yeah. Is it so, is it like a big name person? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, not gonna, we're not, we're not going to snitch. No, no, but I mean, there was nothing really wild. Like, yo, there's guns. I mean, yeah. but like this, it, probably some of the wildest things I could think of was, or just dumb things is uh just some of the people that were there like uh, this is might might not amuse you guys but mm-hmm. it amuses me we were um i was recording three feet high and rising 
And we worked at a place called Calliope Studios on 38th Street. It's like a big loft. It was, it, sonically, it was horrible, but it was comfortable to work in. And so, you know, at any given moment, that was when everybody's come to studios have, you know, Tribe used to be there, Jungle Brothers, Red Alert, like and it, people used to roll in. So we were recording and all of a sudden this dude just walked, you know, there's this dude there, we're chilling. So I'm looking, he's not talking to anybody. So I stopped the music and I asked Dave and I was like, is this your friend or whatever? He's like, no. And I was like, uh, I was like, excuse me, like, what, what, are you, what are you doing here? He's like, yo, this is how popular Daylight was, yo. I just want to say I look like him. He's pointing to Dave. I, I'm, I'm his double. <laughs> he was like, uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> like wow. just, just weird things, wow. you know. People would happen. Dayla on our, on our, the day that we signed, coming from Tommy Boy, they got into a fight in Manhattan with each other. No, no, oh. Oh. random fight in the street. Somewhere. Wow. Oh wow. It, like a literal fight. No, these these two these two white dudes they were fighting. And you know, they was kind of big. They were just standing there watching. All of a sudden, guys, hey, you got a problem with me? And, uh, and then uh, next thing I know, the fist started like, flying. What? Yeah. Like now we do. And now I'm like, yo, we just signed a contract. Yeah, What's wrong with you? Yeah. Say it don't matter. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you find yourself having to be like the mediator in a lot of situations? Yeah, I think that's what the producer is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's because uh, just working with artists, you know, whether you're a producer or manager, sometimes can get kind of tough. Because, yeah, you got you, that's a responsibility in some yeah, moments. The therapist. Well, well like I said, you, you got to, the thing is, 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 is learning how to work and, and talk with people and knowing who's who. Because everybody's different. Like some person, you go, yo, you a sucker. You can't rhyme. You go, word. And he'll write a really good rhyme. Right. And you go, oh, my God. You tell that to somebody else. They go, ah, and go home. <laughs> and leave, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to know who, who your personnel right. is, how they respond, you yeah. know, what, what, you know, I think I get violent, you know, so yeah. it, it, it's it's part of that. And a lot of what I do is before I work with people, I'll sit and, you know, we'll go eat, we'll hang out, we'll talk. I like to know who I'm working with. Mm-hmm. That's with everybody. Yep. Like I'll get on a conversation and really get to know who these people are, you yeah. know, and then it makes it easier when you're in studio because think about it, it's like a stranger. I mean, they respect your work and they want you to like you know obviously produce them so they trust you to a certain extent but I want to be comfortable to go ah oh, no that's whack yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying if I can't mm-hmm. say that and like right yeah oh, he might fire me he might wild. you know yeah. I, we got to be able to just to be open because at the end of the day the audience has no idea of what went on in the studio they just see the final product yeah. so we have to be responsible for what they hear mm-hmm. so you know we really have to sit down and, and make the best thing possible egos aside yep and get it done you know because uh, right. the worst thing is just sit there and, and i've seen it where it's just uncomfortable and yeah. you know you can't tell people they can't talk mm. to you and then you go okay right and then you make this whack record yeah mm-hmm. whack record you know i mean even if it comes out not as you anticipated at least i like to know that i gave 100 percent at yeah, the end of the exactly. day and i tried you know but it's a bad feeling just to let things kind of slide. It's like relationships, you know. Yeah. You, you, you hate mm-hmm. your girlfriend, hate your boyfriend. You know, you no. kind of just roll with it. Next thing you know, you're cheating, and yeah. then that doesn't <laughs> work. Know. You know, say so just tell them like, "Yo, I hate you." Yeah. Then, Speaking of, you know, beefs, <laughs> and we don't have to dive into it that much, but yeah, I was obviously, just mention that. yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, which it's not really beef, but you know, putting on wax, which I like, which the whole Drake and oh uh, no, that's beef. Push your teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's I think beef. it's turned into beef tea. now. I mean, because since it got kind of personal, maybe, but um, do you think there's a difference with like the beef and the way it goes on now than like you know back back in the day, like in the '90s and 
you know how how people went Battles. about beef and battling and stuff like that. Yeah, what's your opinion on that? Um, like, yeah. like, like, I'll give you my opinion. I think like back then, like if it was beef, it was on site. You know what I mean? Like if you really had That's beef, true. and you guys really got personal, and it was like. I but I feel like, like now it's it's not really beef. It's just like. Who trolling? people's opinion trolling <laughs> people people's opinion trolling. the people the public's opinion on people is Sneak more important too yes you know Sneak uh <laughs> um so i think or like subliminals you know what i'm saying where i feel like back in the day was a lot more direct you know what i'm saying no, no I, I would agree like yeah. you know a lot of times if there was a beef you handle it like men like yeah. I'll, I'll see you mm-hmm. and I'll we did you. see each other at some point yeah. either got resolved yeah. or yeah. In one way or got resolved another way now like i said guys hide behind stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah. like nah, i didn't really say that i was just you know or you know like you just did it to sell records trolling. you know it wasn't like don't yeah. say that oh it's no beef i just did it you know to to, to sell records or yeah. something oh yeah like a that. lot of stuff would have been confronted at yeah. some point mm-hmm. you know i but but I, I think that has a lot to do with um just i hate to get into this conversation but mm-hmm. just men in general of of the past and the, and the present like men were men <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. like you know they would have thick mustaches and you know what i'm saying right. they're like you know it, it's like you handle things as a man nowadays it's a lot of little boys man yeah and they're fact. just yeah. like you know they're tough they want to pull out a gun they'd rather shoot you before they sit and have a conversation with mm-hmm. you they're yeah. scared to talk to you but they'll shoot you first and then run. You know right. what I'm saying? And then snitch. You know, but, so right. it's, we're in a way different era. So obvi- obviously, I'm, this is not, we're not, this is not going to involve like violence, I don't think in any way. Mm-hmm. But um, what are your thoughts on the current battle right now between Push and, and Drake? Yo, you Pusha know, T's response was, was, was hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was savagery. That was smart. Oh my god, that was let's smart. Do, let's we haven't so we yeah, we, we have since we've been back we haven't even spoken about what? it. I think we should all talk no, about that. I was waiting. Wait yeah. Um, what? So you you think you think that was a, a good like one two punch from Push? Oh man, I, it was he he got him at his fan base, the women. You know what I'm saying? That's like what I said, with, like women love. Oh man, Drake, da, da, da. and Drake. and now it's like yo, he treats women like this. He doesn't have a son. Now that's his fan. He he went for career destroying stuff. That's yeah, nice. which to me was like. You gotta like that. I like right. right. Yeah. <laughs> respect, so, respect. Is that is the line crossed then? No, for the, no. In terms of the family, nope. Nope. no, no. Think I about think everything is on the table. Think about all the, the and also I feel like people have to like do their research on like other beefs that were like before, like mm-hmm. even back to like. Um, Pac. Nas you know, talking Pac, about daughter. Nas, Nas Jay Z. Um, when uh, Easy E dropped uh, Real Motherfucking G's, like. Uh, Dre Day like people have been crossing the line since crossing the line and in battle rap that's like all they do they so come it. for moms they come for you know kids your with race, illnesses everything. your race yeah. who you who you are it's just about somebody said they, they tweet I think Anderson Pack tweeted he's like there's no such thing as low belt when you're in war right. and I was yeah. just like he man push it I just felt like he was like you're not gonna make mill me I'm a like he had, no I, he had his he had he backed him into a wall and I yeah. feel like I have to agree with you like the only reason why it's like damn it's like yeah Drake because my mom was like well Drake got hits and this and this and I was like yes but I was like as a woman I was like his whole fan base is girls but, so but I have a question yeah. though Here, here's what I think about it just mm-hmm. like super briefly yeah. um, I don't think it hurts Drake's career I think Drake still got hits I yeah. do think Drake is going to respond and I do think he probably got some dirt himself because mm-hmm. the way the industry is set up everybody knows about each other mm-hmm. especially when you're that big mm-hmm. you know 
you, you some people got the same circles yeah. and a lot of people are fake so i'm sure he can get some dirt There's on him too no things and yeah. amongst no things so yeah. and but i do think pusher went hard and i don't think that um you know he he should have held back i don't think he's wrong for that one thing i would say though is i didn't agree with the whole um 40 40 yeah. comment yeah that was um, fucked up yeah that was fucked up. fucked up i mean you know if we're talking about you can't there's no holding back i get it but i think like that was just kind of unnecessary you know yeah but i think it, i think that started when when drake called out his fiance me. Yeah, but and like I mean, that's he, where it got personal for Pusher. Yeah, Pusher was like, "All right, you want to go there? Then now there's yeah. no holding back, and now it's really on." I and think it's, it just, it, I think the diss would have been just as effective minus the four. Even, yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. needed, and also we have to, you know, it's it's it is tit for tat. It's it's petty in battle rap, so people are always like, "Okay, that was sensitive," but. Did did anybody say the same thing when Drake came for Kid Cudi and his mental illness? Mm-hmm. But why are women mad at Drake when I don't think he ever denied his child? I okay, this is what I think it is personally. because he's not he's not posting his child. Well, I here's think the he's thing: such a big the celebrity. women he talks about, it's like the women that he talks about, and he talks about all these women that are in his life. The main person who's like your seed, you know, this woman was like, you, you know, she had your child. It's like, I guess it's a, a fantasy is ruined. A little bit just as far as like how girls fantasize over like drake is our ll our keith sweat kind but of he's an artist way. and he's a man that he, he's gets caught man. up doing a lot of bullshit he got caught up but right. it's like i think it's the the image of just him being wholesome and loving women like that being his big fan base it just it does it's not gonna hurt his career as far as like oh people are gonna stop like right. fucking with drake but it does make people be like oh word but it's also, like, we don't oh. know if it's is it true about I mean, the whole thing. Is it like I mean, I it's not even confirmed? I, heard this I don't rumor, know. I heard this rumor back in December, so I'm kind of surprised why. Like even when right. if you I Google it, it, there are articles from January, so I'm kind of surprised as to why well, a lot of people haven't now. heard it. Right. I think because they probably didn't have any confirmation, so everybody shut it down because they weren't sure. But that's definitely been on the internet since December, January. Right. And I mean, you know, I, I agree with that, and I'm I'm not saying like pro drake because it is but i'm just looking at it even from a woman's perspective i mean he never denied having a child like if you listen to his songs he talks about women claiming being pregnant he talks about like everything he's not saying hey guys um i'm i have a child he was just born last week he's not gonna do that to satisfy you guys you know he's gonna say how he says it being an artist and i think within being an artist like many artists he probably got caught up and yeah. Fucked up, yeah, and human. he got a baby now. But I'm sure he's paying those bills. Yeah. A lot and of seeing rappers, his kids, we just don't know. It we don't yet. know about it. Paul, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you think? Actually, what do you think Drake should do? Should he respond? Mm. Should he throw keep, on the towel? Keep, should he keep the eye on the prize and just act like you know what I mean? Stay like, what, what do you think I, the I right think, thing? To I think do ego will make him respond, but yeah. you know. It's it's almost be just as cool not to say anything, right? You know, it's it's hard to say, like, yeah. It, it, it his uh, his character got assassinated. <laughs> you, right. know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, so it's not necessarily like you said his, his hits and stuff. Like he's still gonna probably make great music because yeah. he's Drake. But it does it, it just, his, his character is it's a question now. Right. You know? I think. But do you think more so his character is questioned in the hip hop industry? Yeah, it's always been questioned in the hip hop because his industry. fans that love pop like his. I mean, let's be real. Let me, like, yeah, let me give you an example. So my fiance, she she's like of the community that like doesn't really go online and like dig for this stuff like i she knows about the beef because of me because right. i talk about it and right. stuff 
she she didn't she's not like listening to any replies she didn't listen to the push t thing she knows about it through like me mentioning it and then like her twitter feed or whatever right i believe that there's like majority of people are like her i -hmm. still think that we this and like all this stuff is like still kind of the a small percentage yeah i think of most people so i don't i personally don't think that this is really going to affect mm-hmm. Drake negatively mm-hmm. at all, really, because um, there's just too many people out there. Right. And also, let's not forget, Drake's fans aren't only females. Like mm-hmm. he's got a lot of, and I think he's got pretty much everybody. And I think, like right? I said, like you know, the way we, the way we're involved in the industry, like you know, there's a lot of criticism within the hip hop industry about ghostwriters and you know just clowning him because of because he has a kid or his baby mom looks good or doesn't good a lot of people don't give a shit about no, that no people don't like for instance i look at my brother and his friends they love hip-hop rap they love drake they obviously are in tune with what's going on with the beef but like that's it that's it to that yeah. extent yeah. when the music comes out if it's good it's good yeah for me it's like yo everybody in the industry everybody's saying it it's yeah. like it, it becomes crazier when it's you're a more in community. it yeah when you know? you're in it it's a little different yeah, yeah, yeah. but Definitely. I don't think it. He's fine. I mean, if it is his kid, I'm sure he's taking care of it. He's seen the baby. We just right. don't know about it, and right. that's fine. That's his business. And like, tons of artists do, and exactly. tons of people have kids and don't have them in the spotlight. I just think it was. I think Pusha T was attempting to end his career. Yeah, right. with this, which yeah. with this I mean, reverse. he did what he had to do. I just hope, and I feel like Drake will come back with something because, like he you will. said, it's his ego. Oh yeah, and he he's not be just gonna up. let it. He's no. not gonna let it be like that. And I, I want to see what I Kanye wanna, says on his album yeah. because if Kanye addresses that or whatever Kanye addresses, you know, it's going to be entertaining for yeah, sure. I, see you, that's about it. It's entertainment. I'm entertained for the music, yeah. man. I'll, I'll be exactly. honest. I'll be honest. I hope, I just hope they keep going back and forth Facts. only because for the culture. I love this shit. Facts. Yeah. I love I all us talking about it. I love when the track comes out. Everyone's like, yo, yeah, yeah, did you hear that track? Yeah, Did you hear yeah. what he said? Yo, fast forward into like this. It's like the world is in tune. Exactly. All in the same Listen, moment. as long as it doesn't get like down to real beef, 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 which is not, in my opinion, it's not going to be that because they just don't seem like those kind of guys. Now, Takashi 69 and uh, Casanova, I thought that was going to be some real beef, beef, beef. And look at them. They squashed it. Yeah. And they're good. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? So like nobody wants uh yeah. problems. Yeah, exactly. With 12. Exactly. <laughs> right? Okay. So yeah. so for me, I, I I really hope Drake comes back like tomorrow and yeah. says something. I wouldn't be mad. I mean, like, I would be mad if he didn't respond, but I wouldn't be mad if he didn't respond. I just think it's you know I mean? just think it's entertaining. I want him to though. Drake, Drake, I want him to. Drake's mm-hmm. influence and and um his legacy is just so concrete, in my opinion, right now, that even if he doesn't respond, he will still have that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. He Good. could go either way, he you know. Either but way. if he does it and it's not what we want it to be, then it's like, man, he's working. That's what I'm saying. If, if he doesn't, Pusha took it, right in my opinion. If he if he doesn't come back, then Pusha got that one. He's a, he, in my opinion. He has an album coming out, man. He has to address a lot more than just this. So yes. I'm sure he, even if it's not a whole disc record or going it's below the belt, he's He's gonna address too. it. He's probably gonna be like, "Yeah, I have a kid." Yeah. No, but what's smart? It was on layers, though. You see the the, the picture, the blackface picture. He right. said, "He has to yeah, answer that." It was, it, was, it was so calculated. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, this is uh, this is interesting." What I would what I would say though, it's funny because all of this has been going on, and I was on my way to work yesterday. Um, and you know, smoked a little something, you know, in the morning before yeah. I went to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm listening to his new rec- his new single. I'm upset. Yeah, and I'm like. This sound this makes way more, way more sense, sense. Makes now no sense. that 
can't go 50 yeah. 50 with no hoe. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I was like, this is all tying up too. It's all well. tying in. But that's yeah. how it happens too. Yeah. Um, Paul, have you um have you been in the studio with Kanye at all? Like throughout no, your years? That that's one person I have not met. No. Wow, I haven't met wow. Kanye. Yeah. Have you worked with um I mean you've I'm assuming you've collaborated with like other producers too, like uh, have you worked with Dre at all? I haven't worked with Dre, but I've had numerous conversations with him. We toured together when I was with Stet and um yeah he's a nice guy man yeah genius man like if anybody who i would deem is probably i don't know maybe like my favorite hip-hop producer would probably be him right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. what's your what's your top five right now i'm gonna put you in the spot <laughs> top five producers <laughs> top five producers yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Really? So we have no time. Right? No <laughs> time. So we'll stare. all give our top five. Yeah. All of us. So yeah. we'll start with, yeah. with Paul, though. Um, we could start with Atlas and then get back to you so you can think about it. Okay. I, I, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Atlas, top five producers. Go. Timbo. This Kanye. is of all time. This is all time. Yeah. Okay. Timbo. Is this in order? Hip hop? Um, no specific order no specific because order. it's just too hard, hard to put it no, in order for me. Let's keep it at hip hop. Okay. Hip hop. I'm going to say Timbo, Dre, of course. Uh, I like Primo, um, Pharrell, uh, Kanye. Wow. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. Uh, Perfection. Uh, mine's oh, gonna on. be similar. Um, yeah. I would say Timbo, Kanye West, Pharrell, Timbo, Kanye West, Pharrell, Dre, and. I know it's a tough one. Dylan. Dylan. All top five. <laughs> Still going with that Dylan. <laughs> I wonder how Dylan's doing right now. He's still working. Um, Call him. Call him. <laughs> you got one more? Premier. 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 Primo. Mm. Okay, I'll say Pharrell, um, Rodney Jerkins. Mm. Oh, um, nice one. <laughs> like my favorite. Um, so Pharrell, Rodney He's Jerkins, Timbaland, like, come on, uh, Dre, and I'll do, I'll throw Swizz in there. Mm, wow. hey. There's in there. The simplicity. Hey. Yep. So All right. there it goes. Okay. J- Dilla. J Dilla. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I knew that, that was, was coming. I, was, I forgot Dilla. My bad. <laughs> I knew that was, was the first one. I was surprised that you're like J Dilla. I forgot Dilla. I was like tripping, but yeah. Honorable mention. But there's so many people. I know. I missed this. There's too many. I love so many. I love so many. I'm just gonna keep it five. Dilla, Pete Rock, Dr. Dre, Timbaland. I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm gonna throw a curveball because this guy is just so filthy. Knots. Okay. Oh, Knots is dope. Knots yeah. is so filthy yeah. to me. His base, everything. But there's so many. No, he's really dope. Too many. Paul, go ahead. All right, Paul. Okay, I have to think in terms of like influence and not just music. Uh, Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre. Um, ooh, I had time to think about this. RZA. Mm. RZA. Oh my God, he's. Um, RZA. Um, premiere, and I would have to say Pharrell. Pharrell. Nice. Damn, I miss Pharrell too. Nice. It's okay. Fireless. I think we all crossed the agree. Like everyone got a fire list. Yeah, everyone has a fire list. Yeah. Paul, what are you? So, what are you working on nowadays? I mean, you know, I know you do a lot of production, DJing, 
What's like, um, what's, what are you passionate about right now? Um, right, well, I have a top secret project I'm not gonna okay. talk about. Everything yeah, top but that, secret. But that, that's, that's that, that I can't talk about, but okay. um, I've been working with the Trap Tracklib guys. Uh, oh yeah, shout to Tracklib. Oscar and Pierre, Pierre, P-E-R, Oscar, yeah. I've been working on that. Me and Dan, we're thinking about working on a new Handsome Boy record. Mm. So we've been sitting around getting on uh, some handsome music for that. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I've been in conversation with the RZA. So we'll mm. see. We'll probably be working on something new together. Mm. Um, and DJing. Oh, yeah, and yeah, there's a few, yeah, there's a few, you know, you know, it's weird, it's like I've always been very secretive. If you know, right. I'm not even on social media like that. Right, like, right, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, I, so yeah, it's hard for me to kind of get into it. Man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm bad for this day and age, man. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm mad secretive. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, when your when, when your you, secret project comes out, you're gonna come back and then we're gonna talk. Oh, about oh, it. yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 gonna be life changing. Yeah. Oh, oh life changing. Yeah, man. I like those wow. words. No, I mean, I mean, to me, making music and just uh, in general and just being an artist is pushing the boundaries and getting out your comfort zone. Like a lot of people. You know they'll produce and make music in their comfort zone, and that's why. Okay, it sounds like him, sounds like whatever. I like going to the point where I'll make something like, "Yo, my career might end after this," but that, that's that's the fun of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's learning. That's you know collaborating with others. That's get into a different creative headspace, and that's why a lot of my music just sounds so much different than the other. That's yeah. why. I, uh, Grave Digger sound different than a De La Soul, than a Stetsasonic, than a Handsome, Handsome Boy, Boy yep. than a Bernie Warrell, than a Prince Among Thieves. Mm, like, you know, yeah. it, it has an a air of like, okay, that sounds like some Paul would do, but yeah. I like that. Chris Rock, you know, mm-hmm. comedy records. I did. That's cho- right. I did you won a Grammy for that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I did, cho- right. did a children's record, you know, Amazing. so mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it's that part of it too is exciting. It, it's just like pushing the boundaries because I can make. I could have made a billion me myself in eyes. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? But what's the fun in that? What's like let's let me try to get you to like something different or let me right. see if I can do something different. You know? So How how important and crucial do you feel like it is to as a producer to take on projects that you're passionate about? That that's a big kind of like topic of discussion that we have on the podcast is, you know, I personally am of the uh, group of people that prefers to work on stuff and work with people that I know I'll enjoy working with. So what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, either something that you think you could learn from mm-hmm. um, that will make you a better producer, I think is important. And, you know, whatever you're passionate about is going to be your best stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. The stuff that you wake up in the morning and that's the first thing you think of, the first conversation on the telephone, the first thing you write, the, you know, the first idea you write down, it's always going to be your better stuff. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. you could always just make stuff for money, but usually that's the whacker stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, so you could tell when, when the artist, that's why usually the first albums maybe like even second albums of usually your favorite artists are usually the best because that's all their passion all they're like mm-hmm. and then after maybe the second record it gets a little commercial because now they're starting to think of the public and right. thinking yeah, money and, and maintaining mm-hmm. and then they try to redeem themselves if they're lucky enough to come out with a fourth right. or fifth record then they try I'm taking it back to the try first to record themselves yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> taking it back to the, to the prime mm-hmm. yeah, old but, school but the initial um, drive is usually passion yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah, I, I'm totally with that. How was it working with Queen Latifah? Oh, Latifah. Oh, I wanted yeah. to ask you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Latifah's great. How did you man. get into 
How did you get involved with that? Well, she's uh, was on Tommy Boy mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. and De La Soul was working with De La Soul, and they were on Tommy Boy, and she was a big De La fan. Mm -hmm. And so Tommy Boy had mentions like, yeah, you know, you should work with Latifah. Now, if you notice on her first record, Wrath of My Madness, and a lot of people probably don't realize that, the rhyme style is the same rhyme pattern as plug tuning. Mm. It's the same melody of rhymes. That's how big of a fan she was. That's how big of a influence De La was for her. So mm. it was just natural since I worked with De La for her to mm -hmm. say, hey, Paul, I'm going to work with you. So that, that, was, that, was, that was fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun. How do you feel about the, and we talk about it a lot in the podcast, how do you feel about the whole leasing the beats like you know buy one beat for 10 bucks you get two free they have that thing. yeah <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how much out thing. the loop i am yeah, no yeah. pun intended yeah it's like yeah. buy one get three free they're selling them for like 10 bucks 20 bucks a beat hey man i told you just add it. water man if you got like a thousand beats you're making money yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. what, what, what's it I, I i don't know i i really i think the problem i have today is is in general just with the music business uh is quantity over quality you know, it's like everybody wants to push stuff out no matter what the quality is. Like, mm -hmm. man, I mean, when I was making records, you spend like a good solid year, half year, just like killing, just to try to make this thing just right and make it so you love it and getting all the things prepared just so it'll ride for at least a year. Now yeah. you put out something that's like, whip! Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that's it, in and out. What? Yo, you know, you know what, what, and one thing I did follow on social media is when, um, oh man, K.O.D. Oh, yeah. J. Cole. J. Cole put that record out. I seen everybody post that all over the place. That went like for a good week. As soon as Charles Gambino came down, bam, that was oh, gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, yo, yo, next thing. And, we and, totally missed yeah. that. And I was like, whoa, look at that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no mention of his record. No, yeah. I was like, wow, is it really like that? Right. They they stopped talking about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you do you think that as music? Do you think as music creators? Do you think because that's happening right now, we are forced to change our strategy in terms of, or is the strategy still, you know, spend five, six, three months on the product and make a quality? Do you think quality will always trump? I, th I think at some point quality will win. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's, I, I mean, maybe I'm just being overly optimistic or naive, <laughs> but you know, fast food records, there, there's a good era of, early 2000s records maybe to mid 2000s that you'll never hear on the throwback at dude right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm right. saying? but there's a bunch of 80s and 90s records that yeah. you're here on a throwback that'll yeah. be played in stadiums and everything you know it's good for the time and yeah and you'll make your money and whatever the case is but you can to me I, what you put your love and effort in it'll it'll come through mm -hmm. it'll come through yeah i, I mean i i like to think so yeah you know i'm just glad i came out in the era i came out now, because now it's just yo I wouldn't even know the first thing to do except like get my social media popping. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, like what do you do in, right. in, a, in, a, yeah. in a world of like a billion people? Yeah. And even if you make something great, as I gave an example of, of uh, J. Cole to Childish Gambino, man, my feelings would get hurt. You know right. what I'm saying? They left me yeah. for this two weeks. Yep. I'll try to throw out another done. single then in the give video. give them a chance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's really bizarre because we, we kind of get a tempo of what's hot via social media. But then, you know, with the, the Child Gambino and J. Cole example, you know, Cole's going to go on tour and people are going to oh, sing KOD word for word. So I think I think you're right, man. I, th I think quality really is just always going to be the thing, because if the, if the music is quality, 
and you're an artist, you're always going to be able to tour. Because mm -hmm. people yeah. are just going to oh, keep yeah. wanting to see you perform that song. But right? what about pride in your music? Like, you want to be able to like to play it and feel good about it. You don't yeah. want to have to sit there and disclaimer your joint before you put it on. Yo, I just made this because, you know, I forget right. the kids. If you have yeah. to disclaimer <laughs> your music from the top, then you're really not feeling what you're doing. You should it's be able to put it on with confidence, fold your arms up. Yep. Yep. And like, yeah, if you don't like it, I like it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you should feel like that about everything. So, you, you know, I had to put this out, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It just no kills justification. We say that all the time, too, when, like, producers will send us beats or, like, well, I'll be in a session. <coughs> Excuse me. And then before they even hit play, they give me a whole preface. Of, oh, right, well, yeah. you know, I didn't really mix this part. I only had out. It's like, bro, <laughs> shut up and just hit play. That's all I want. Only I'll be and it let me decide. Right. And let me decide how I feel about it. Right. Don't tell me how to like before it even yeah. happens. Because once yeah. they do that, I'm already deflated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if they just went in confidently, like Paul you said, you might not even notice and hit play. Yeah. I might just be like, "Yo, this is fire." You exactly. know what I'll I mean? I'll tell you so, after it's not yeah. mixed. Exactly. I'll yeah. tell you after. Like, right. Well, I did it for right. I mean, every artist gonna have some type of insecurity. I mean, you're yeah. like that. You know, mm -hmm. in general. But you really know if there's music you made that you really like. You know that True. you know certain mm -hmm. songs you like. They might not like it, but I, and that's yo. That's been my whole career. Like, mm -hmm. I have not chased pop like ever in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always just made just weird stuff for me first. And then mm -hmm. if you happen to come along, then fine. So from the beginning, from me making my first bit of money, I've saved it with the idea of. I might never ever work again. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I've been very fortunate, very blessed that I was like, whoa, that? You like that? Okay, next, next, right. next. Mm -hmm. And and here it is, like my first record came out in eighty five, here it is two thousand eighteen. Yeah. That I'm still around. So it it the only thing I could say is like I just did it by passion, by heart and what I yeah. felt and what I loved and you know, people people feel that. Even yeah. if you don't yep. technically have the technical part of yep. it down. They feel your vibe. Mm -hmm. Wu Tang's first album is a very good example of that. Sonically, it's horrible. You know what I'm saying? Just the big quality, everything yeah. is on. Mm -hmm. But you feel what you they're doing. It. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's it, it. You could tell. You, you know. I was gonna ask you to it drop, resonates. I was gonna ask you to drop a gem before you go, but that was an amazing gem. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanna I wanna add on to that a little bit too. Um, you know, the idea that you were creating music that you wanted to create and that you're passionate about and then thinking to yourself oh this might be the end if they don't like this or whatever it is but then you continuing to do that and then here we are 20 30 years later and it's worked so well for you so i think the thing we can learn from that and take away is you know that is no accident like those weren't coincidences that you the universe you know uh, paid you enough money to be able to keep doing this it's mm -hmm. just i think the passion and love that you have for your music is what kept you going and here you are today so that that's amazing yeah like i said i'm just thankful and you know and just be good to people learn how to yep. talk to people i think that's mm -hmm. one thing that people don't put enough effort in the music industry or just in general just learn how to talk to people and be nice mm -hmm. yeah. you know just good karma will bring a lot of things back to Definitely. you facts facts facts, facts. Oh, I love that air horn. Oh, <laughs> I need one more cool one. So where can people, I know we'll be wrapping up, but where yeah. can people, if they did want to find yeah. you on social you media? Well, you see all my old postings okay. at, <laughs> yeah. uh, everything's at DJ Prince Paul. Okay. Uh, and uh, Facebook would be DJ Prince Paul Extraordinaire or something like that. Prince Paul DJ Extraordinaire. Something mm -hmm. along that line. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, I'm bad at that. Okay. Well, I have your email now, so I'm just gonna change yeah. email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Same thing. There you go. Well, Prince Paul, thank you for joining us, man. Yeah. It's been such an honor. Oh, no, uh, it's, thank it's, you for the stories. Um, and uh, yeah, man, uh, 
good luck with all the new stuff coming out. I, I mean, appreciate you're, you're a vet in this game, and I'm we're so excited for the new music and the secret project. Yeah, you're Hopefully coming back for that. Back. Yeah, watch. That Expect to hear amazing. from me when it drops. Life watch. changing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch when I come in with like a fur. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Mad oh, rings on. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's crazy. And I can, and I give you guys free furs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we get free furs. Now that is life changing. Yes, you go. It's all making sense now. It might be faux, but you know. I was going to say, let's be careful for Peter now. Yeah. I just, you know, just saying, man. Yeah. All right. Let's give a round of applause to Priz Paul. Thank you so much, my brother. Yeah, yeah.